Georgia Tech, your daily podcast on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everyone? Bryce Kuhn here with another episode of Locked on Georgia Tech. We're so excited. Hey, we got a live portion for you tonight as we are in halftime right now of a game that is, uh, we'll say, kind of been topsy-turvy. We're going to talk about it as well. We're excited to talk about it, and uh, we're going to work out some of the kinks when we be right back. It'll just be one second as we work out some of the kinks here. All right, so we're here on Locked on Georgia Tech. Hey, we got some people filing in. I'm excited to talk to you tonight. But, hey, first off, I want to let you know that tonight's episode is brought to you by, yes, the one and only NetSuite. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Well, listen, we've got an interesting show tonight for you that we're excited to talk about and I think what one thing is, uh, we're kind of going live here. Post your questions down there below. Let me know how you're feeling. Let me know what you're thinking so far about this basketball game. Georgia Tech versus Boston College, 38-36. to The Eagles went on a run there at the end to take the lead. I want to throw some stats there for you. Tristan Maxwell with 12 points. He's leading Georgia Tech, 4 of 7 from the field. He's looked very good. Give me your opinions on him. Michael DeVoe, 4 points, 2 rebounds, uh, or 4 rebounds total. Jordan Usher with two assists. Some more stats for you. Usher with six points. Coleman with five. DeVoe with nine. Felt like there's a little bit more uh, sharper shot selection. Let's get some comments here. Papa Goat is in the house right there. We appreciate you. Michael Lane, how you doing, sir? And my man, Corey Malden, as well, as we are getting ready once again to kind of uh, just talk to you. Hey, we're going to see if we can uh, use all these uh, new atmospheres on Restream as well. Rocking the Section 103 gear as well. Beautiful, beautiful gear. I don't know if uh, he'll get mad about that. But, hey, give me your thoughts down below what you think about this game. I'm going to open up tonight's show and talk a little bit about uh, – it's going to be structured a bit differently. We're going to be doing this every single Wednesday. Got my guy Robert Jones in there as well. Appreciate it, Robert, you tuning in. We're going to be doing this every single Wednesday. Wednesday lives. It just happened during halftime. But we're going to be doing that as we get uh, – you can see I'm not in my normal setup here. I'm somewhere else. But let's go. Let's talk about this. Georgia Tech basketball, what is going on? Well, the lack of a point guard has really, really hurt this team. Um, just not – they're just not not very good, not doing well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Jacob, I'm going to hit you right here. The game is blacked out for me, too. I hadn't been able to watch. I've been listening uh, into the radio call. That's what I've been having to do. And we got another comment. Uh, Malden, he needs more burn. We knew the name and the talent was going to show out. Yeah, that's, 
that's something from Maxwell that I think is going, we're going to see increase. But Georgia Tech basketball, it has this identity of defensive first. And let's take a look at some of the defensive stats so far in this game because obviously when you look, Boston College shooting 53% from the field, 16 of 30, 36.4 from beyond the three-point. And in the free throw line, they've gotten there six times. They're two of six. Tech's out-rebounding, which is a positive sign, 18 to 13. Defensive rebounds, 11 to 8. The Jackets are winning in that category. Eight assists tied apiece for both teams. Steals, Georgia Tech's defense, four already. You remember during that run that they had, uh, and yes, Robert, we are going to talk some football tonight as well. I'm just kind of highlighting this here basketball-wise. You remember that run that they had to get into that top four? High-level defense was the calling card, and that was one of the big things that they needed to do, and they did it. Uh, kind of the structure of tonight's show, if you're just joining, if you're listening in the podcast version uh, later tonight that's going to be posted, you're probably really, really confused. That's why I encourage you, and we're going to get this out here more, Wednesday nights are going to be live on Wednesday evenings. That's what we're going to be talking to you. We'll do it later in the evening. Uh, we've been doing it on Discord. Make sure to join the Discord. But, hey, we're going to do Wednesday night lives here on the Locked On YouTube, a Locked On Georgia Tech YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe. Hey, we are like one subscriber away from 100. Let's do it. But Georgia Tech basketball, the defense has been the uh, the calling card. And, Corey, I, you hit the nail right of the head. It's pretty crazy that we lead in rebounds with a smaller lineup. And that's one of the things, too. You know, when you go back and kind of look at the lineup here, I mean, this is something that <sighs> – I don't want to say it surprised me, Corey, but Khalid Moore, Usher, Coleman, Sturdivant, and DeVoe. Then off the bench, Kelly, Maxwell, who has been the spark that I think this team has needed, and then Davon Smith. They don't have that big like we were talking about, and um, I, I think that's interesting. And I really, really, really hope, uh, my man Michael, that we are over 100 subs now. And then Jacob, good to see you in here as well. Thanks, they found it on Bally. Hey, send me the link. So I can I can watch the second half after we get done with tonight's show uh, of the game. But listen, Georgia Tech's calling card has been defensively, and if you look to see what they have to do and you look to see what they need to do defensively, then in my opinion, they're they've shown that tonight. Baby steps now, baby steps have to be taken, and they've done that. We want to make sure that it continues, though. How do you get the longevity? Well, this game right here, if you had any hopes of competing in the ACC, and listen, runs can happen at any moment. In conference play, you had to win tonight, and uh, they're 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 trying to get there. Boston College had that run late in the first half that kind of affected it, but we will see how it progresses. Hey, listen, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to read some ads here for a second on our YouTube live uh, that they got us over with locked on, and then I'm going to come back with you, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Georgia Tech. I'm going to take some questions in the latter half. Break. Make sure you go ahead and get your questions right now. But listen, hey, it's the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure that you include Built Bar in your plan. Now, what is Built Bar, you ask me? You say, well, Bryce, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They contain good calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They keep you going when you need that extra oomph. And the new year, you don't want to be lousy. You don't want to go to, you know, to, into workout and not feeling good. So go ahead and get yourself a Built Bar today. It can make you feel better. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's the offer. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and 15% off your first order was what you will get. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Got another one here for you, and it's Get Upside. Listen, 
the Georgia Tech fan base, we know you travel. We know you're you're high intelligence. You got to travel for work. So listen, go ahead and get download the app, get upside. When you download that free app in the App Store, Google Play, wherever you use it, you use promo code SCORE, that's S-C-O-R-E, and you get a bonus 25% cents, 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price to the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE. You can get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on the first tank. And listen, you can cash out any time to your bank account, PayPal, Giga gift card, Amazon, and other brands. Just download that free GetUpside app today. Well, hey, we got uh, a great show. Great show. We kind of opened it up, got all the kinks out, and we're here talking with you live on the Locked On Georgia Tech channel. And I think my man Michael Lane said, uh, Michael, you can hit me with, I believe you're over 100 subs now. Now, Corey, you got, if shots are falling for Maxwell, just wait till Threebo and Kelly get going and Smith and Sturdivant and add about 10 each. We're going to be a dynamic team with stellar defense. I like it as well. Make sure to throw your questions for me because this is where we're going to have it happening as well. Let's roll and let's talk about this, okay? I want to go back to the football. And there's been a lot made of what happened earlier this week. There's been a lot made of what, uh, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to say of, you know, we, we don't have to talk about it. It's okay. Wait, how can Georgia Tech get to that purpose? And I told you yesterday's show that it was going to be a combination of, let's say, recruiting and development. But you also talked about the NIL aspect of it, too. And I think for me, the NIL, with the way it's trending, it's going to have to be more. We're going to, I mean, we're just going to have to see more. I don't think it's an option to, you know what I mean? It's not an option for this team to not participate in it. And for a lot of people who are saying that, you know, what's the next domino to fall? You know, I think that there's actually a lot of parity in the ACC right now. I think Georgia Tech has the opportunity to compete. They're going to have to hit on a couple of things, but I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I'm not I'm not buying that argument. Um, and let's go right here. I got my man Jacob. Please never mention those people ever again. I won't. Uh, Tate right here. Commitment transfer that will happen next, which will happen next in football. Get to that right there. But for me on this, with what Georgia Tech has the opportunity to do through the NIL and some potential to deals, I think it's huge. And, Randall, I like what you said right here. You love the Hall pickup. I think he plays multiple roles in offense, and I want to talk to you about that one before we get to anybody else. Hassan Hall in this offense, to me, and I've talked with people who are close to the program, and this is what they tell me. If you're a Falcons fan and you watch Cordero Patterson, they want to utilize him in that way. Hassan Hall can be a dynamic return man, and this is no disrespect to who the return man was this past year, but there was not a dynamic accent of it, not a dynamic to Azrae Ray. Or I'm sorry, Azende Ray. There wasn't, a, there wasn't, there felt like there was an ever explosive play. And that's going to be a game changer. And listen, when you look at the elite teams, you see that. When you also look at elite college football teams, you see a guy that can catch the ball to the backfield, but also run in between the tackles. And I think Hassan Hall can be that. I don't even think he can. I know he can. And I know he had some trouble. People said you highlighted, especially going back to the 2020 Georgia Tech game of when he was, you know, banged up or hurt or anything like that. I, I get that. I understand that. But this is a guy who has the ability to do that. And the third option that we didn't see a ton of what he did, but we 
it's there talking with him. You know, you have, we all had the interview that I posted yesterday about this. He can line up at wide receiver. And I think that that is something, you know, it's an interesting weapon. We saw in the national championship game. I won't go back and mention it, but one certain team, you know, they were able to do that. And they, that, that spreads an offense out and having your running back, not only just line out as a receiver in the way that's in the slot or on the far side by himself, not as a decoy, but as a literal weapon. And I think that's what Hassan Hall can bring. And I think that's what they're envisioning him to do. And that should excite the fan base because this is a guy who can electrify the fan base and can take them that next step. And Hassan Hall provides depth in a room that, yeah, you lost Jameer Gibbs, but look at what this room has. Jemias Griffin, Dante Smith, and now Hassan Hall. All guys, I mean, Hassan Hall has a great experience. Dante Smith has really shown more than what he is. And so I think that when you see kind of where the running back room was a month ago, there was concern, but they've done a great job. And give kudos to Mike Daniels. The guy knows what he's doing. I mean, he has done well, and he's already gone up to Ohio and offered and re-offered some guys that Georgia Tech had their eye on. So that's something that to me is – that is where Hassan Hall is going to flourish. He's going to be a do-it-all kind of guy. He's determined. And he said in the conversation with me, he said, you know, this is something that this is a team that needs veteran leadership. They need it. Now, the difference in that, and I think what we can take away from it, is this is a team that needs veteran leadership, but they need good, good veteran leadership. And I'm going to take your questions on the last half of the show, but I'm going to talk a little bit about that leadership in tomorrow's episode. Really, really, I'm, I'm really going to get in this. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But through the portal, obviously, you know, we got um, Corey right here. Corey, I appreciate everything that you do over uh, in the Discord. Um, I know we got my man Montega in there, Harrison. If I'm pronouncing your name wrong, I'm so sorry. Uh, but <laughs> we got Harvey. He's going to be a good pickup. We'll be a good safety option with Brooks. Hopefully we'll be back to quarterback. You know, Harvey's a guy they also see as a quarterback. And I think his ability to be dynamic is one thing that was going to be interesting to see. Um, Corey said the second half starting now. Corey, I wish I could, man. I can't air the game on live. I can't do that copyright infringement. Doesn't work that way, and it and we can't do it. But that's okay. So the transfer portal is 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 good. And uh, there we go, Montega. I appreciate that. Hey, I'm trying to be a broadcaster for a living, so uh, we're gonna. I'm glad I got that. But Montega, if you wouldn't mind posting the link down in the Discord. Um, on the YouTube chat, if, I don't, if if people can do that, and, and so we can get people uh, maybe who aren't in there, and, and there we go. So the transfer portal, who else is there to get? Well, I'm going to tell you that's going to change each and every single day. And I'm going to tell you one thing. Anybody who's telling you something doesn't really know because nobody knows. And this is not me making comments about you know anything other than the fact that this is no one has seen this ever. And I know there's some comments about, you know, apparently Kari G., you know, it's not um, – it's just kind of up in the air with him. There's not There's not really – there's no concrete evidence that says he's coming. Um, and so, you know, it's just been up in the air currently. There's, and that's why, you know, you guys you guys put the trust in me. That's why I filed the two crystal balls for Harvey and, and for uh, Hassan Hall, and there's nothing on there for G. And so it's one of those things that we'll have to see kind of how that rolls. But Georgia Tech, I think they had the number two – according to 24-7 Sports, the number two ranked class on the 
on the 24-7 transfer portal rankings or whatever you want to call it, that for me was something that was really, you know, kind of key and interesting to watch. I think it's something that's uh, – it, it's it's something that's key. And, yes, obviously quality over quantity you want, but this team needs quantity, and I think they've gotten great quality. I think they've put those two things together, and I think we've seen them be able to do that, and I think that's very, very important. So – we're going to talk about that. Hey, I know the game is about to start back, so what we're going to do is we're going to get you uh, – we're going to take one more break. I'm going to read some more ads, and what we're going to do, we're going to come out of it, and I want to answer your questions. But I'm going to tell you this right now. This is it. How many times have you had the opportunity, you're out on the golf course, and you have the putt to win? If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes, and is this really how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture. You need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything that you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite, you can also automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of the competition. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash locked. So we're back here on Locked on Georgia Tech. Bryce Kuhn, your host. Make sure to follow me on social media. A little bit of a weirder intro. We're going to get more seamless into this. If you're listening to the podcast after this, you're probably like, what in the world is going on? Well, this is our live show. Uh, so I'm going to take some questions. Throw your questions in here. We talked a little bit about basketball. We talked about the transfer portal. I want to hear your questions. So let's roll them. Hey, I know you guys did a great job with me over on the Crowded Boost YouTube page. You can still check that out. We had the swarm talk. Y'all did great on questions. So keep those coming. I want to hear some questions you have. We got Corey, my man Corey Malden over here. Would the wide receiver from Georgia, Justin Robinson, be an option for us because we were recruiting him at high school? Um, Corey, I think, I think, yeah. I mean, I think this could be an option, and I don't think there's any reason to rule it out. Now, when I say that, I want you to know that it, 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 we just don't know. And that's the part of the thing is where I think it's everyone, everything you have to take is with a grain of salt. And you really have to make sure you trust the people that you're talking to when you are, you ask these questions, because is Justin Robinson an option. Of course he is with the exit of Adonicus Sanders. Of course he is with the egg, with the potential. We don't know what's going to happen with Janarian Bonner. Of course he is, but there has to be mutual interest. And so we're going to see how that plant pans out. I think that Georgia Tech will obviously kick the tires. And I want you to know this too. Just because you your team doesn't get someone doesn't mean they didn't go after them. Remember, these kids still have the free will of choice. So, Corey, I think it's an option. I think they're going to look at it. They'd be dumb not to look at it, in my opinion. It's a talented young man that is just getting buried on a depth chart that's just getting better and better. And sometimes, like we talked about over on the Crowd of Booth talk show that I host, is when you have a championship-level team, you're going to have guys leave that it's not that they did anything wrong. It's, not, it's just that they got buried on a depth chart. So that's interesting right there. I got my man um, right here, Jacob Rainwater, over here. What improvement, Bryce, can we see at, expect out of the secondary? And, and Jacob, I, thanks for the question. Appreciate it. In my opinion, what we can see out of the secondary is communication and it's leadership. And I'm going to talk about that in tomorrow's podcast, and I want to reserve the right to be able to talk about that more so that gives you more incentive to tune in. But it's going to be better communication. Oftentimes... The communication was so bad, it looked like a high school team playing against a Division One team. It was just bad. And I think that that has to be cleared up. And there also has to be a sense of urgency. And I think with, you know, you know new DBs, Coach Paris Tillman, I think there is that. 
Uh, he's a no-nonsense guy, and I've said that multiple times on our program, that he is a no-nonsense guy. So for him to be able to have you know, the ability, the wherewithal, to know that he's walking into a situation that has young talent, but they might not have the right mindset. And I think that was something that is going to be instilled. And that's why you're going to see when new staff is brought in, you're going to see certain pieces leave that may be very talented the field, but maybe they don't fit in the, with the new mindset. And maybe I think that's kind of what's happening, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. But I think there, I think there's going to be improvement in communication, which is going to translate to on-field success. Do I expect this to be a top-10 defense? No. But I think that this defense has to be, let's go sixth or higher, the ACC. If they're sixth or higher and that offense is respectable, then you could have a special year. Montega right here. I'm just so glad I got your name right, Montega. Are you still on the same thought that Jeff Collins will have this year and next produce? Um Montega, I can't remember if you were in one of the Discord live chats we had last week. But in my opinion, yes. And this is a whole other podcast episode, really, because I think that he's going to have two years. Because why would you hire all this new staff just to get rid of them at the end of the year? And I've said this multiple times. You have to ask yourself, if this team goes 5-7 and seven this year, but there's real improvement, not like someone gets up on a podium and says, if you don't see it, it's because you didn't want to. But I'm talking about you say, man, they were getting comfortable. It just, you know, this is a new off. This is a new coaching, and and there's actual like you can actually see tangible evidence. And they're five and seven. Maybe they maybe they get a big upset over an Ole Miss or a Clemson or a Georgia. And then you you I think you have to roll in because then you're saying you'd be resetting everything, any progress that is made this year under a new staff. And I think that's the question. And Montega, I'm hopefully I'm answering the question as best as I can, but. Is the runway going to be long enough for this new group to take off on the plane? I think it should be. I'm not the decision maker. Randall Sanders right here, my man Randall. What do you realistically think it would take GT to get a top-tier ACC school in football? Recruiting and development. And then you have to be consistent in those things. Nobody's going to come to a program, and this is something interesting, and Georgia Tech has done this. They've sprinkled themselves in with three and four stars, and they've got the occasional big-name guy, you know, Gibbs or a – I mean, even Jeff Sims was that. But in order to consistently bring those guys into the program, you have to show in the results. And a recruit's going to want to know, well, yeah, I saw you got this guy in three years ago. What's he doing now? Oh, well, he transferred out, or, oh, he's like number two in the depth chart. or No, they want to see, oh, man, he you know, he was drafted in the second round. And he's, uh, you know, if it's a defensive line guy, he's not on rotation for the you know Cincinnati Bengals. They want to see the tangible evidence. And that's the next thing, Randall, in my opinion, Georgia Tech's got to do. They've done a good job of recruiting. Okay, they really have. And if you don't believe me, then just go look at the numbers. Numbers don't lie. They've done a good job of recruiting. They've lacked in the category of development. If they do that and they put some players out in the NFL, and I, and I know they have, and, and but I'm talking about legitimate NFL prospects, like guys that are on big boards, okay? And it's not your punter. No disrespect to Preston Harvin. It's just not it, – it, when you when your punter is arguably the most draftable player, that's not good. When you have that, then recruits take notice. And now you start the consistency, and then let's say you win a big game or two. You every Look at the two teams that played this past national championship, and I know you don't want to look at it, but look at it. They all had games in their recent five, six-year history of if there's a national champion over the past couple of years that said, okay, we've arrived in the national stage. But what their fan base saw was the recruiting and development. What you saw from the outside looking in was just a big win. And so I think that's what it's going to take for Georgia Tech is consistent development that shows those guys right there uh, kind of what it's doing. 
I got my man Robert Jones right here, and let's see what you got for me, Robert. Um, do you see any other transfers for the spring semester? Um, yes, I, I do, because we don't know what's going to happen. I equated a lot to um, what's ha- kind of happening, and we only got the time for a couple more questions, guys. But I go to a lot of happens in baseball. More of times in baseball, when they leave for spring training, they go, they're going back home to start the opening day and start the regular season. What we see happen is, is we see players get picked up on waivers. And I think we're going to start to see that, that type of atmosphere. Right after spring practice, when maybe something's kind of been decided or a kid gets an inkling that he's not going to have an opportunity, you're going to see exactly what's going to happen. And to me, it's going to be guys that have to transfer out in April, May. And so I think there's going to be some late pickups. And, Robert, what I don't necessarily know is if it's, it's someone that may be in the portal now. We'll have to see. That would be interesting. Uh, Tate, we got you right here. Do you think the Georgia Tech staff gets back Javen Simpkins at a running back we used to have? Um, that's going to be something that's interesting to monitor. And, listen, new coaches are going to recruit their guys. So we'll have to see kind of how that works. Michael, and do you know of any other outgoing terms that haven't been announced? <laughs> Michael, I think I kind of know where you might be alluding to in there. But – no, I'm just going to say no. I'm just going to say no to that one right there because uh, we have I haven't seen it right. Uh, Rom, the basketball team is heating up. Let's get a look over there. Yep, ten point lead. I'm telling you, uh, they they when when they are when they're cooking, they're very good. And Randall right there, fifty four forty two. Jack, it's like it right there. Rom, let's get you in here for the last question. Let's go. How can we get big wig alumni like John Dewberry to donate more money to our program? Well, Rom, I don't work in the athletic office, uh, and I know you know that, and I don't mean it to be smart, but that is a conundrum that I know with the new deal of being a Legends affiliate, no longer Learfield IMG, that it's going to be something that that is what they're more tailored to do, more of the game day experience. I think they're going to have to enhance that in order to be able to do some more things. Well, listen, hey, it's been a fun time talking to you. Enjoy the rest of the game. Have fun. I'm going to see you tomorrow over on YouTube. Remember, Every Wednesday night, we're going to be live. We'll probably shoot if there's not a basketball game, maybe 9, 9.15-ish. We'll go live for 30 or so minutes. I'm excited to talk to you. It's going to be a fun episode. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends about it. And, Robert, I see your question right here. It's uh, Let's go right here. Listen, Robert, we'll just clear it up, okay? Am I a Georgia Tech fan? I cover Georgia Tech. I love what this fan base is. I think it's a ton of fun. It's been awesome. I try to stay objective in, in the in the you know type of that. I've always admired what Georgia Tech has had, and it's going to be very very fun, in my opinion, to see where this program goes. When you cover a team, Robert, you want them to see do well. So, in, you know, a lot of people say there's not you don't shouldn't have a rooting interest. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. But I want to see Georgia Tech succeed. And but I think it's in, I think it's also intriguing that you know I didn't grow up you know in the Georgia Tech fan base so this is an opportunity for to give a little bit of an outsider's opinion which can sometimes be pretty good uh, and I hope that you all enjoy that and so I appreciate that as always Jacob I appreciate you appreciate you Michael and uh, Randall man always appreciate everything you're doing over those Facebook groups as well but listen hey. It's been a ton of fun. I will talk to you guys later. We're going to have a fun time talking every single day on Locked On Georgia Tech.